Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Modernity has brought so many great things to our lives. Medicine has eliminated some of the deadliest diseases. Most people have enough food to eat, live comfortable lives in peaceful countries. Most people have the luxury of having so much food that nowadays more people die of obesity-related illnesses than from starvation. All thanks to modernity. However, while modernity has given us physical comfort, it has not answered our psychological discomfort. And in some ways, modernity has exacerbated it even further by destroying the illusion of God in our lives. Pre-modern citizens used to believe in a neat little story of afterlife and heaven. But now, for a huge number of people, that illusion is shattered by the scientific discoveries. So modernity made our physical lives easier while making our psychological existence in some way harder. Nowadays, the experience of existential crises is a common one. So what is a solution? Today, I'll give you six philosophical slash psychological solutions offered by six of the greatest thinkers of the past three, four centuries to counter nihilism or meaninglessness and the absence of God or a father figure. I'll go through them in chronological order. At the end, I'll also tell you which of these philosophers I resonate the most, if you care to know. Schopenhauer Schopenhauer, who lived between 1788 and 1860, was a German philosopher. Why Schopenhauer? I have two reasons. First, as an atheist, he had to tackle the existential crisis and the absence of God. Secondly, his philosophy inspired not only future psychologists, novelists, and philosophers, but also biologists like Charles Darwin, who is extremely relevant to the breakdown of religious faith, that we are nothing but evolved animals. What is Schopenhauer's answer to modern emptiness? His philosophy is based on the idea that the world we see is a mere representation of the blind will that drives all our motivations. Since this blind will, which he called the will to life, is universal, we all have the same fate, more or less. 
For example, our urge for sex or mating is in us, whether we like it or not. We are programmed to seek to mate to procreate with. Most of our lives revolve around this mating ritual, from working hard to dressing up, putting on makeup, meeting people, showing a certain persona, etc., all for the urge to mate. Then we spend 18 years raising the kids. On a rational, logical level, it's hard to justify such a great investment of time and energy, but we are wired to fall in love, have sex, make babies, and spend the rest of our lives worrying about those kids. This is why he never had kids and many 19th century writers inspired by his philosophy also refused to have children. On the surface, Schopenhauer's philosophy may seem pessimistic that we have no free will in this world and that we are slaves to the blind will. However, his philosophy also states that we are all in together, meaning the blind will doesn't belong to one individual, but it connects us to everyone, including other humans, animals, plants, and the entire universe. In other words, all animals try to survive, mate, and make babies, and we humans are no different. So I guess the conclusion we can draw is that we should just get on with it without complaining. So what was Schopenhauer's solution to modern existential crisis? He went east to India. The only way we can escape this blind will is through higher levels of consciousness achieved through meditation and asceticism. But his German blood also gave him another solution to the grind of existence. It is music. Germans were making great music at the time. Mozart, Beethoven, Bach, etc. mesmerized thousands of people at times, like some magic spell. So Schopenhauer discovered that music was universal in the same way the blind will is. Music reaches a segment of our being that nothing else can penetrate. So while under the emotional spill of a song, we experience non-being. It is short, but it's something. So Schopenhauer's solution to a godless and meaningless existence was twofold. First, asceticism, which is beastly difficult. Only a handful can achieve non-existence through austerity and meditation. But he also offered a simple solution. Let art, and music in particular, take your breath away. What happens when you cannot breathe? You are experiencing non-being. You are liberated from the pain of existence. That is what music does to you for a brief moment at least. Existential crisis averted, at least for the time being. But what if you want a solution that lasts a very long time? Now, let's bring God back into play. Kierkegaard Soren Kierkegaard is often considered the father of existentialism. He was the first philosopher who put choice and freedom of individual at the forefront of philosophy. He lived during a time when Christian churches were the dominant force within a social fabric in Denmark and much of the Western world. So in Denmark, a church pastor was like a shepherd in charge of a flock of parishioners like a herd of sheep. So priests were like cowboys, while church members were like herds without little or no choice as to which divine pasture they were heading towards. Perhaps I'm exaggerating a bit. So Kierkegaard wanted a little bit more freedom for individuals to choose their own faith. In other words, he thought it was up to the individual to believe or not to believe, just like his cousin Hamlet said centuries before, to be or not to be. 
Of course, Kierkegaard believed that if people had the absolute freedom to choose, they were more likely to end up believing God anyway. In other words, all roads lead to Rome. So why force them? So his philosophy is based on the idea that freedom is inherently human. We have choices to make, whether good or bad. But with this freedom comes responsibility. If you choose a path of godlessness, you have to take accountability for it. If you choose the right path, i.e. faith in God, you are also responsible for the hardship it brings for you. Being disciplined is hard work. Kierkegaard's philosophy is that our choices in life have consequences, good and bad. In other words, there is no free lunch in this world. We make choices and we have to live with those choices. He diagnosed that modern anxiety is caused by our freedom. And especially this freedom is more acute when you don't believe in God. If you had no freedom, you had no anxiety or responsibility if something went wrong. Our anxiety emerges when we face two paths or three paths or more paths in life. We have no black and white answers. Kierkegaard himself chose living a simple life, minimizing the endless choices one had to make. If you have a high-pressure career or you are in a high-risk, high-reward situation, you are playing with fire. Incidentally, he also chose not to get married or have kids. Perhaps Schopenhauer had something to do with it? Who knows? Kierkegaard's ultimate solution was a return to faith and God. He thought submitting to a higher authority could lift a lot of the burden on your shoulders and you will become less anxious as a result. It is nice feeling to rely on someone who has your back, either physically or psychologically. In this case, a higher power. But why are we not able to submit to a higher power? Because we are cynical, which is caused by modern ideologies of individualism. So our next solution is to tame our insatiable consciousness that eats us from the inside. Dostoevsky Kierkegaard and Dostoevsky lived around the same time, but in different parts of Europe. Kierkegaard lived in a somewhat physically comfortable life, but Dostoevsky went through hell and back with his exile to a Siberian labor camp. While Dostoevsky wasn't a quote-unquote philosopher, his novels are deeply philosophical and psychological. He tackled Western nihilism that was creeping its way into Russia and inspiring young radical Russians to destroy the old social fabric in order to create a new society. Despite his writing success, Dostoevsky couldn't stop these radical ideas and some 30 years after his death, the Bolsheviks dismantled the old Russia and replaced it with a socialist system. So what was Dostoevsky's solution to modern meaninglessness? It was pretty simple. He wanted to return to good old days, to the days where people lived simple lives. Dostoevsky wanted a return to orthodox Christianity in which the simple folks loved one another. Dostoevsky's love is a complex one. To put it simply, having love in your heart should make life simple. If you have no love, you are more likely to be swayed this way and that way like a willow tree. With strong love inside you, you stand strong, even the cold of Siberia. During his time in Siberian labor camp, Dostoevsky met a lot of ordinary peasants, ordinary criminals. He saw there was something genuine, something beautiful, something sincere about these ordinary people. 
And one thing they all had in common was that they accepted their fate. They took responsibility for what they had done, for mistakes they had made, for the sufferings they had caused, and most importantly, these men had faith in God. The intellectuals, on the other hand, blamed everybody else except themselves. So this led Dostoevsky to conclude that education, intelligence don't make you smart. The smartest people don't care if they sound like an idiot. They are Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Secure on the inside. Those ordinary people had the mental clarity that they saw lacking among the intellectuals. So Dostoevsky's answer to modern nihilism was faith and the simplicity and sincerity of the Russian peasants. Nietzsche The last philosopher of the 19th century, Friedrich Nietzsche, revolutionized philosophy. He is a true rebel in Western philosophy. He criticized Western philosophy from Socrates up to his own day. As a big fan of Schopenhauer, he also looked to the East, mainly Hinduism and Buddhism. His philosophy was based on the idea that the West prioritizes rationality too much and leaves no room for human passion. Why do we need passion? Isn't it irrational most of the time anyway? Well, Nietzsche thought rationality makes us dull, bland and autistic. Actually, the last part is not his idea, but it stands. Rationality makes us robotic. But to be human for Nietzsche, courage was very important. So Nietzsche turned to art as a perfect replacement for religion and God. Art can liberate us from our existential misery or crisis. Art allows us to become great. Nietzsche was talking only to a small minority of elite people whom he called the geniuses. For him, the majority of people are just mediocre people who lead mediocre lives. Only a handful of genius artists and philosophers are capable of making values that others can follow. Nietzsche also replaced God with nature. Instead of looking for meaning in heavens, he turned to nature to find meaning. Nature for him was not just dirty, messy, non-human, but nature was the source of everything we have and we are not separate from it. 
So for Nietzsche, human life is like a heroic journey in which you go through a process of self-actualization in which you achieve artistic greatness, which he called Ubermensch. This process also includes overcoming our human qualities that are contaminated with religious and moral teachings. This freedom is not one of self-indulgence, but more a sacrifice for artistic endeavor. So to put it simply, Nietzsche's solution is art and artistic endeavor or philosophical endeavor. His solution is genius. And he argued that religious conventions and morality should not stop these individuals from achieving the goal of becoming a genius. If Schopenhauer inspired hundreds and thousands of writers and artists in the 19th century, Nietzsche inspired millions of people in the 20th century. So his solution was not to complain, but become a genius that moves society forward towards greatness. Now we move to the 20th century. Albert Camus, born in Algeria, was a French philosopher and a novelist. His philosophy rests on a simple idea that life is absurd. Why? We want meaning, but the universe offers no meaning. We desperately seek meaning, but there is no answer for it. In other words, the universe has given humans this desire for meaning, but without offering any answer. This is irrational and absurd, and that's the human condition in a godless world. Camus toiled with the idea of existentialism throughout his life. As an atheist, he thought that God's boat had already sailed, so we could not return back to God, as suggested by other philosophers like Kierkegaard and Dostoevsky. So his solution was a non-religious one. He returned to ancient Greece to find a myth that personified the modern existential crisis. He found the myth of Sisyphus as a perfect metaphor for the modern existential crisis. As we know, Sisyphus was condemned to push a rock up a mountain for eternity. He would push it up and then watch it roll back down. He would go back down and push it up again, a process he would repeat forever. This goes at the heart of the absurdity of life. If you think about this, this is the most futile work one can ever do. But Camus argues that despite this futility of life, Sisyphus is happy. If Schopenhauer talked about will to life, Nietzsche offered will to power. Camus offers will to joy. What does it mean? It basically means that life is not meant to be happy forever. Yet, despite us not being happy all the time, life is full of little moments of joy. It is a struggle, it's challenging, but it also has joy in it. So for Camus, the best solution was to find meaning in your work. And whatever work you do, that process itself should bring joy to you. If you are a YouTuber, the process of making videos should bring you joy. If you are a factory worker, the process of assembling products should bring joy to you. If you are an office worker, the little moments that you enjoy during the day should be enough. So for Camus, the true answer for the majority of people is work. And work gives us meaning. There is no God, we do not have any other divine essence, and the only purpose in life I have is to work and find meaning within my work. For some lucky people, that work is enjoyable, but for a lot of people, it's not enjoyable, but we must try to find joy in it. So Camus doesn't offer an escape, but more of an acceptance of your fate. Again, he's Eastern in his outlook. Sartre. 
Jean-Paul Sartre and Albert Camus were close friends at some point, but later they had a falling out. Just like Camus, Sartre too was an atheist. So his philosophy is based on the idea that nothingness being the basis of our human existence. In other words, we are born with nothing, no essence, no divine dust, just nothingness. But this nothingness, instead of despairing us, should excite us because we can build our own thing on top. Imagine a piece of land that is clean and tidy so you can build your own house on top and be proud of it for the rest of your life. For Sartre, the meaning of life was not in something that is given to us by God or society, but the meaning of our lives can be created by us. Imagine a sculptor starts carving a stone or a piece of wood into a beautiful structure or a beautiful statue. That's our job to carve an existence, an identity for ourselves. So that's how we can be sculptors of our own existence and our own identity. Final words. So to sum up, Schopenhauer tells us to wake up to the reality that a lot of what we believe in life is nothing but illusion. We're not in control and that is okay because we are part of a bigger universe. Kierkegaard on the other hand says that we have choices, we have freedom, but they come with consequences and responsibilities. We must embrace both. Nietzsche says you have to be inspired to do something greater than yourself because life is ultimately a heroic journey. And Dostoevsky says forget about grand ambitions and lofty dreams. Instead, having a simple, sincere life is better. Albert Camus says true happiness doesn't exist, but we should find joy in our work and creativity. So work itself should give us meaning. And finally, Sartre says, we are born naked with nothing, so it's our job to create our true selves. To learn more about these philosophers, I have made dedicated videos on each one in which I go in great detail to talk about their lives, philosophies, core ideas, and works. I'll make a list and link it down below so you can watch all of them or some of them. How about me? If you care to know, I resonate more with Albert Camus. I think the meaning of life can be found in the work you do, but also the work you can do that benefits others. I believe we humans have evolved to work and solve problems. Sometimes I absolutely hate making these videos and then there are times I love it. But the bottom line is I feel obligated to make these videos. It defines my identity to some extent. I believe these videos are useful for some people and that gives me motivation as well as joy. So I resonate with Albert Camus' philosophy that life is not one endless happiness but many little moments of joy. I live for those moments. During the day I can spend 8 hours being miserable or unhappy and then there's a small moment that makes it all worth it. Another reason I resonate with Albert Camus is stories. Storytelling is an important element of meaning in life. Why stories? The simple answer is that we are fueled and driven by stories. If you don't have a good story for your life, it is very difficult to motivate yourself. For example, somebody who's working 80 hours, 90 hours in the most difficult situations of life simply because they believe in their stories. Millions of people work hundreds of meters underground in mines, happy in the knowledge that they can provide for their families. 
No single philosopher has all the answers, but knowing these philosophers will give you a better understanding of how to carve a unique path for yourself in life. Ultimately, we are responsible for the meaning of our own life. No guru can help you unless you help yourself. But I think the most important guru out there is reality of life. The problem is that a lot of us are so privileged with an easy life, never experience hunger or danger that sometimes we create problems in our head. So reading these philosophers can help reconnect with the reality of the human condition. Ultimately, we are here for a while and I say make yourself useful. You cannot make someone listen to you unless you have some good words to say that brings clarity in their lives. So the true answer to nihilism is going down to basics of human animal life. If you offer something, you make friends, even with cats and dogs, let alone people. So be useful. Thank you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.